What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and welcome back to another episode here of Brain Body Resilience. Today, I want to talk about owning your story. And this came about because I am in the process of learning how to do just that. It is an ongoing process. It will probably take much more time. But I want to tell you some things that um, that I've learned, share with you some some thoughts that I have come up with in the past week or so with the help of some friends. So when I think about owning your story, it's there's so many layers and it's really um, complicated. We all have, maybe not complicated, it's complex. We all have all kinds of pieces of our stories, of our lives, made up by all of the experiences that we've ever had in our life, all of the people who have come into our lives, all of the different chapters and seasons and ups and downs and backs and forths and everything that creates our life, right? That That is what makes our story. And so there are a lot of layers. There are um, a lot of feelings, a lot of avoided feelings in my case, which makes it a little bit difficult in some areas. Um, and this is something that going into this line of work, entrepreneurship as it is, um, and as I'm learning how to do that, the thing that I'm told the most is that connecting with people is, is important. And that is part of what I really love about getting to work with people in the capacity that I do. I just like meeting cool people and, you know, making new friends. I'm a big fan of that. I like people generally. Um, but I find I get, I get stuck when we start talking about connecting with people through telling my story because there's so many layers and pieces of it that I'm still trying to work through. And I don't know which parts to tell sometimes. And my story is the reason that I choose to do what I do um, from my own personal lived experiences throughout my entire life, as well as, you know, stumbling upon a a random neuroscience class in my undergraduate um coursework and falling in love with learning about the brain and how it works and just being so amazed and realizing that most of the most of us don't know these things unless we've had that kind of education. And there has been kind of a shift in the last several years where neuroscience is real, um, a lot of buzzwords around neuroscience and uh, it's moved more, neuropsychology has kind of moved more into the pop, pop psychology um, realm where a lot of people have catchy, catchy words around how your brain works and such, um, which I think it like in part is really awesome that that information is coming closer to and and more available to the general public, people who have not studied these things in depth. Um, but like with all things, then that leads to a lot of misinformation, a lot of um, 
more opportunity for misinterpretations and such. Um, and then just like bad information being delivered to people. But that is not the point. I've lost track of my point now. Ah, yes. Stories connecting with people. So I've been having a really hard time with this and just in the way of how to tell my story around stress and how that's affected me in a way that I can, can, um, kind of efficiently or, or effectively, I guess, communicate with people the fact that I understand what they are going through in the way of, um, dealing with their stress and being in this place of just like overwhelming. And these are the words that I can, that, that come to me. I'm, I'm just think like, I remember being really overwhelmed. I remember being, um, just like at my boiling point at all times, like on the flip of a switch. Um, I remember just like frustration, exhaustion. Um, and so these are kind of like the words, the, the feelings that come up and the, the so, so this, these are kind of the main points that I always come to. Like I was exhausted. I was, you know, all of these things, um, that I just mentioned. And I want to be able to tell my story a little bit better. And so I just keep thinking about what is my story? What is my story? How do I communicate this to people? And I just keep coming to a dead end because I don't remember. I don't remember what it was like to be in that place. I have some memory gaps. Um, and I practiced for a really long time, disassociating from my feelings and from my body. And so I was practicing not feeling what was happening. And so of course I can't remember it, but I was really embarrassed about these things about, um, not being sure about how to explain and, also, and still, you know, working through some of those parts. And so it kind of leaves me in this gray area of how, how to talk about these things. And so I was on a, on a business call and someone in my community, my new, my new friend took the time to, um, help me kind of work through some of this. And I was just explaining that it's hard for me to, feel like I can connect over my story and my experiences with these things and let people know that I, that I understand what it's like to be under just severe stress all the time because, because I don't understand because I practice disconnection and, and uh, dissociation and all of this. And these things that I just, just mentioned and what they said to me hit me just so hard. And it seems, and it always seems when, when people say things, it seems so simple. Like I should have been able to get there myself, but I just, you know, I didn't. And what they said was just that that is your story. Your story is that you have missing pages and some of your pages are blurry. And so what I've been trying to do this whole time is kind of is like force myself to like remember some piece of this story or like come up with not make something up because I, w- I wouldn't do that. That's not useful. But just to like I was trying to force myself to remember something that I don't and remember what it was. And my experience is that I don't remember that it's fuzzy. And that is what stress has done to me. That is my story. And so being able to not try and make it something that it isn't and accept it for what it is, is um, a huge win for me. I'm, I'm celebrating this with um, much gratitude for, for my new friend who was able to just say so, so clearly and simply to me, (laughs) just 
accept that this is your story the way that it is. And it made me just think that this is, this is it. This is the whole reason that I want to help people figure out how to manage their stress and use the tools that you, that we already have inherently in us, brain, body, and breath to live in a way that does not lead to, um, further disassociation from yourself, further ignoring these signals that your body is giving you, further stress, further um, memory problems, all, or other, all of the, the myriad of other health conditions that can arise from elevated stress levels for an extended period of time from chronic stress. And I realized that is the part of my story that I want to tell. I am your cautionary tale. And also, hopefully, you know, a little nugget of hope in there as well, just that no matter how bad it is and how much you ignore yourself or how much you judge yourself and punish yourself for whatever it is right now, you can turn your ship around. You can make changes. You can start heading in a different direction. You just have to choose to do so. It is that simple. It is not at all easy. (laughs) And so many of these things, so many of the things I work with my clients on and that I talk about are super simple. And I had a comment actually on um, an Instagram post and somebody was like, yeah, but you know, it's, it's not quite that easy. And I was like, oh, don't, don't misunderstand me. It's absolutely not easy at all. Doing inner work and, and working to um, grow into your happiest, best version, living your best life is probably one of the hardest things that we can choose to do. It's a lot easier to not do those things, but it's not complicated. It's not, um, hard to figure out. It's pretty simple. And it starts with just making that choice to do the things that, steer you in the right direction, to become aware of where we need to grow, to become aware of the the patterns and the habits that we currently have that aren't serving us and that are keeping us in this place, to be aware of what our triggers with stress and anxiety are. And so much of that is in our head. So that's what we have to be aware of. What are our thought patterns and our habits that we've been practicing over and over again? And most of them we're not even aware of because they've become so hard wired ingrained that they are in our subconscious routine, which is that autopilot state. And so again, we're not necessarily choosing them. But if we become aware of what those things are, then we can choose to change them. And so that was kind of my, my little my epiphany is part of part of my journey here is accepting that my story is full of holes and missing pages and blurry pages And that's okay, because that is how it is. And so it is okay, because that's just what it is. And that's part of part of this practice of a huge part of the practice of dealing with our stress and our anxiety is letting go of the things we can't control, changing my past and what I can remember about it and the holes and the pages and the blurriness. I can't do anything about that. I can't make it something it's not. And so acceptance is such a huge, huge part of this, accepting things that are right now, knowing that they're not going to be that way forever, accepting 
things in the past that we wish were different because we can't change them. Wishing doesn't help. Um, and so accepting that it just is the way that it is and we can move forward in a way that we want that best serves us, that creates more of what we do want. And so acceptance for my story and being able to then talk about how that is, that is part of this whole thing. I don't want people to get to the point where they feel like this, where they, they have these holes in their story. They can't remember because they have practiced ignoring themselves for so long. And because their stress was so high that it literally, you know, took parts of their, their memory. Um, and that leads me to something else as we are still in mental health awareness month, talking about mental health. I think a lot of the time we think about things like, um, diagnoses or disorder or, um, things like that. I saw a post some on, on, on Instagram and it said something about, I think it is, it was like a statistic. One in four people have mental illness. So if it's not you, it's somebody, you know, or something, something along those lines, mental health and mental illness. It is really interesting to me the way that we view these things, because you're, we all struggle with mental illnesses. If that, if, if that is how we want to categorize them, when we feel those bouts of depression or disassociation. We practice ignoring our feelings when we have, you know, extended periods of anxiety, all of these things. If we are just not actively working towards our mental health and doing things that is beneficial for our brain and our mind, if we are not cultivating a, a foundation of mental health, then we are prone to mental illness. All of us In the same way that we are prone to physical illness when we don't take care of our bodies, if we are not actively um, doing things to benefit our immune system and, you know, eating healthy, working out, all of these things that help boost our immune system to fight off colds, then we will be more susceptible, thank you, to catching colds. And I, I I want us to start thinking about our mental health in the same way. It is nothing to be ashamed of. And I even, t- even talking about this, I realized that I was my embarrassment about not remembering where, you know, kind of where I was, it was totally normal. And this was brought up to me um, after this business call that when you're in something and then afterwards, like you just don't remember it. But I have this idea kind of that because of the way that my stress has affected me. And now with my seizures, I am, I'm embarrassed sometimes that I can't, um, articulate very well. I can't find the words that I'm looking for, or I just, it takes me a long time to kind of get my thoughts out. And these are all super normal things, but because I have always really, um, valued, my, I've placed a lot of value on my intellect and on being smart and place a lot of my worth and value in that place that, um, has become something that I am, have a little bit of insecurity about. I'm a little bit embarrassed that maybe sometimes I don't sound as smart as I want to, or I can't come up with the words that I, that I want to be using. I forget things. Um, my memory has all kinds of holes in it, but one, you know, in, in one part, those things are super normal and everybody has a little bit of that. And two, 
that is a consequence of the extreme levels of chronic stress that I had and held onto and didn't care for, for a really long time. And again, that leads to why I want people to know that they have the option to do something about it. So this is getting a little lengthy and I feel like I'm talking in circles, so I'm going to wrap this up, but let me just leave you with some, let me, let me close this circle of learning here. Um, own your story, every single piece of it, because it is why you are the way that you are right now. And it gives you the foundation to move forward in whatever way that you want to every piece, even the ones that you're embarrassed about. And, and with that, understand that a lot of the things that you might be insecure about, or you might be embarrassed about are probably not as unique to you as you think. And I don't say that to take away from your experience or minimize your experience with these things, but to say that there's nothing wrong with you. It's a, it's a shared human experience that we're having. And so there's no need to be embarrassed about it. And also I am your cautionary tale. And also hopefully again, a gem of hope, no matter how bad things are, you can turn it around and you can start to actively participate in these things that make your life better, that push your life in a direction that you want to go, that make you feel better, that make you really realize how much control that you have over your state of being. And And lastly, I want us to change directions on the way that we think about mental health and mental illness. It is just as important to realize that all of us are susceptible. I really have a hard time with that word. I stumble. All of us are susceptible to bouts of mental illness, just as we are bouts of physical illness or the common cold, if you will. And so it is just as important to take care and be proactive about our mental health and the practices that we have to ensure our mental health. So I invite you to take a look this week and really think about what it is that you do in your daily practices to accept yourself, accept your story, embrace yourself, embrace your story, and facilitate mental health for yourself as well as physical health. And we know that those go together. So you came to listen to a podcast, but I gave you homework. You're welcome. Let me know how that goes if you choose to do it. Otherwise, um, you know, we'll just see you back here again next week. We'll do this all again. I hope you have a beautiful week. Own your story. Until next time. Peace out.